0: This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM.
1: From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School,
0: this is Dr. Dawn on Careers. Welcome. Dr. Don on Careers on Sirius XM, channel 132. I'm Dr. Don Graham. I am the career director for the executive MBAs at the Wharton School. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals change careers and sees success and we are so excited to be back live in the studio at 844-942-7866 taking your calls all hour we've got dion and dana here who make this show sound great and also are a ton of fun of course we're going to be continuing with our seinfeld trivia since dion told me he's binging on seinfeld right now and
1: binged oh you're
0: done i told you
1: everybody that listens to this show knows that i'm done except you
0: okay (laughs) okay well then that means you should get all of the questions right I have
1: been. Except that one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, we'll see if you're stre- you you've binged past tense. There you go. All right. All right. Well then I can't wait till break because we have a fun question today. Okay, hey, you're just shooting in. We're live. We're in the studio. We're here taking your calls. And of course Dr. Dawn on Careers is all about you, the job search, your career, and we wanna help at eight four four nine four two. 7866. Six. So we get lots of calls on the show talking about how demoralizing the job search is and crazy interviews and Oh, applicant tracking systems, ghosting, all of this stuff. So we're super excited in March to be bringing you companies that are creating new technology that is in favor of the job seeker. Yes, finally. Um, <laughs> so we have a great guest to kick off today. And I'm super excited to have Bradley Harris, who is a two-time successful entrepreneur. He is a CEO and co-founder of WorkTaps, the first mobile employee ref- Referral solution for hourly and desk less workforces. That's a hard word to say, desk less. Ah, with proven track record in building businesses from the ground up to scale and acquisition, Bradley has taken his expertise as a successful business leader in the hiring arena to build a unique solution for driving trusted, qualified talent through an employee referral network, which is so exciting. Welcome to Dr. Dawn on Careers, Bradley.
2: Hey, Dawn. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here uh, amongst all of you.
0: Yes. Well, we connected last year um, on LinkedIn because of mutual interests and you know, progressed to a phone call the way we always talk about how networking goes. And we've stayed in touch because we obviously are are in a similar profession and have similar interests, which are help job seekers to land great jobs and, of course, reduce the, the hassles that they have to go through, but also reduce that for the companies as well. So make the process easier for all. And that's what you've been doing. Doing with with WorkTabs, so maybe maybe give the audience just the the sixty second overview of what is WorkTabs and and you know how does it work?
2: Sure, uh, WorkTabs is employee referral software. Employee referrals are nothing new to organizations, and, and word of mouth referrals is, is since the beginning of time. Um, but when it comes to job searching and helping those find positions, it's the best channel out there um so what we've did what we've done with work and and with the deskless workforce which most of us have become over the last year is we're not sitting at a laptop we're running around we're mobile we're on our we're on our phones uh and if there's a position open in our company i always thought to myself wow companies have their best assets and their best brand ambassadors why aren't we turning to our team members and asking them who they know versus going outwardly to a job board? Who does a job board now? I don't know.
0: Nothing. People but...
2: looking for jobs,
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe
2: in the wrong places. So we wanted to bring dignity back to, to the job applicant um, because it's a hard process. And there's little communication, there's little handholding and digitizing a referral system like WorkTaps, it maintains a steady built relationship where an employee of an organization knows about an opening, they share it with their network, and all of a sudden they get communicated that somebody has applied, they know this person. The first human interaction most likely will be the employee reaches out to their friend and says, wow, I had no idea you were looking, you're interested, Thank you so much for applying. Let me tell you about my organization. So all of a sudden, there is an organic conversation that is occurring and a very natural one that isn't forced, providing inside information to the job seeker about this organization firsthand with the person that works there. That is invaluable. And that happens probably when a company pushes a job We've seen applicants come in uh, within the first couple of hours.
0: And what I love about this is that it basically, Bradley, it facilitates a process that we talk about on this show all the time that just honestly just doesn't happen naturally. It, it facilitates that process, which we hope would be happening, that you you know you, you know, there's an opening at your company and next time you're hanging out with your friends, unfortunately on Zoom right now, you say, hey, my company's hiring. And somebody in that group says, you know, hey, actually, I'd love to learn more about that. And then you have that conversation and you get referred. And, and this is happening at some points, but it's not happening enough. And what your tool does is right. creates a system where I can just text that to to my my contacts and they can look at it. And if they're interested, they, they reach back out to me. It's, you know, built on relationships. This isn't something that is a shallow, you know, system. It's, it's built on the relationships that exist. It mm-hmm. just facilitates what what we hope people would be doing anyway. It makes it easier. Correct. And, and, and you know,
2: think about the, the, we think about the job seeker. They're either seeking or they might not be. Um, and think about the employee that works at an organization that is small to large. How do they learn about new opportunities that are occurring? Do you, as the employer, expect your team member to jump on your career site and look for that position? Um, so there needs to be a, a constant string of natural communications that occurs uh, alerting, hey, there's a position open and I'll go into what that might mean for that team member because there's also um, in, internal mobility for somebody to say, oh my God, I've always been really excited about going into marketing. I'd like to apply for that myself. Whereas the company never thought about that individual or even thought to ask. So there's there's a lot that goes into Work taps and the employee referral uh, software that, that alerts somebody of alerting their network but also alerts them and, and, and gives them an opportunity to grow where the hiring manager, you know, they've got a thousand things. Their, their plates are spinning continuously. Um, so they're not looking or thinking. It's sort of a knee-jerk reaction most of the time when jobs are uh, coming out of an organization. It's either somebody has... You know, gifted the job opportunity back to the company and regifted themselves to another organisation. Um, so there's this knee-jerk reaction of, oh gosh, this position's open. What do we do? Oh, here's here's what we've always done. Let's post a job to a job board. Um, that's that's behaviour that we need to organisations. Uh, want to shift that paradigm and it's, and that's going to take time.
0: It will take time, but that's why we need more tools like the one you're creating, Bradley. Hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to SiriusXM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. Hey, we're back live in the studio. 844 942 7866, taking your calls, any job search, and career questions. And hey, if you benefited from a referral to get a job? We want to hear your story. Give us a call, 844 942 7866, because we know it's happening. and Worktaps is a process or a system, rather, that's going to make the process easier, and we're very excited to be here with Bradley Harris, who is the the co-founder of Worktaps, talking all about this tool and how it's going to help businesses. Now, Bradley, you've got a you've got an extensive background in in search, and so you understand how this process works and and what all mm-hmm. of the stakeholders are looking for. Now, you you created this um, at least initially for hourly workers, right? Yes, and and.
2: Uh, I'll, the reason I did that or we did that, yeah, you know, employee referral software is a new marketplace and there's some wonderful players out there um, that are looking, <clears throat> excuse me, to tap into different markets and, and different audiences. I thought about an audience that might not be on LinkedIn. You know, think about Gen Z and how they're growing up and, and a portion of the millennials of, you know, Are they on linkedin hey maybe they have a profile but are they really on it no probably not they're probably most likely on instagram or snapchat or any other bloody snap that's out there right so there's a diverse disparate social um ecosystems that are out there how do you tap into them because if we truly think that linkedin is the is the golden goose and and don't get me wrong, love LinkedIn. And it's been an extremely wonderful resource. But moving forward, where are people and where do we want to provide the opportunity for employees to share um, these openings? And we give them tools to share, not just on LinkedIn or Facebook, but tools to actually share through WhatsApp, through messaging services, through simple text. you know, uh, probably 70% of those that are hired through WorkTaps, the source comes from a text. Then it's followed by WhatsApp. Then it's followed by Facebook Messenger. So what's interesting there is you'll notice that, the num- that those are the number one channels. It's leaving behind LinkedIn, and it's also very much leaving behind email.
0: Yeah, email. I think email is definitely uh, is getting overpowered by all of these other social media channels, and um, and I think this is this is a great tool because we have people looking at at jobs from at, at, you know all different places and all different sources, and this is this is yet again another source that's making it easier to facilitate that process that we need to really embrace, which is referrals. And I'll be honest, I you know the job search process mm-hmm. is broken. We know that that applicant tracking system are are you know we're originally designed to track applicants such as the name but now now you know, they're used to organize applicants and and you know decide which which people are going to move on to the next level and a referral can really help people get past that we you know we were talking earlier Bradley about about jobs online and that some of them are are reshared and posted as new when they're already filled I mean all of these things are happening yeah. behind the scenes which is why when you get a referral there's a couple of benefits you know it's a real job that it's an open job that it's not something that is a recycled job and you actually get some good information about if, if this is a good company fit for you because you can have a conversation so let's talk about the yeah. I, I talk about it a lot on the show but let's talk about the benefits of referrals over the traditional applicant online process that we've all kind of become um, you know unfortunately accustomed to sure
2: um, uh... There's, there's a ton. So let me kick off with, with, with sharing with you uh, sort of aggregate data from, from what it looks like from the employer's chair, which, which also, if you're the job seeker listening in, it's instrumental to how you go about looking for that job um, and, and the channels that you choose. So our referral, uh, referral hires on the taps Uh, uh, our platform account for 61% of hires of all jobs posted. 22% of applicants are hired. Conversely, on through job boards, it's in single digits. Now, here's a really interesting um, statistic that employers should take note. is the retention value of a referred hire. Um And when I say referred hire um it's somebody that's been brought in and and held their hand and has been educated on the culture and and the systems of the organization and also I would imagine a desire to work in in that organization or that sector um, however, what we're looking at here is a retention rate of seventy nine percent over twelve just over twelve months so you look at job board hires. <clears throat> job board hires typically are at a 20% retention rate. So for employers that are listening, do you love going to Las Vegas? Because you must. <laughs> because you will, you will win. But how much do you have to put down on a table to win? Like, I love going to Las Vegas. I love putting $20 down on number 32. Now, I can tell you a couple times that that has hit. I've lost count how many times it has not. Um, So those those are your chances. But the retention value is huge because if you're looking at the hourly workforce and you're looking at turnover, you're looking at an average cost of $4,000 per pop, whether you've decided to leave the organization or... Um, the organisation decides to re-gift you to another. Um, so, what's what's interesting here in in this statistic is the the overall engagement, average engagement from team members, is only ten and a half percent. So, think about that number of employees. If you start to bring in and and shift the paradigm of culture to one that is inclusive of bringing in team members and making them part of the process, essentially saying, hey, we want to work with people you know and we're gonna pay you for it because it's, it's a value to us. Um, imagine if that number starts to creep up. What will the statistics look like then? What will your organization look like then? You've Your actually, organization will be humming.
0: Yeah, no, and it's great. But you've actually you've actually pinpointed for me something that I had never made the connection. I'm putting my psychologist hat on for a second because the reason gambling is so addictive is because it it has what we call an intermittent reward system, meaning that most of the okay. time you lose, but every now and again you win, and when you win, that that you know that big rush of emotions, you know, kind of comes over you. And we know in behavioral psychology that this is one of the most powerful um, you know ways to kind of train somebody so 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 in a job seekers world if they get that that re, you know that response from an online job ad it's going to just entice them to keep doing it and doing it and doing it until they get another yeah. you know and same with the employer as the example you gave so so in this in this kind of uh this here's what i'm going to say to listeners break this psychology know your brain is tricking you um, and that's not to say that you can't use job boards to you know understand the terminology of jobs, understand what companies might be hiring. But but once you get that kind of information, you know, use your, your network, reach out to people, build your network. If you don't have somebody in your network, you know, spend that time doing that because you are going to get so much more um, reward on your efforts if you do that. Hey, 84-942-7866, you are listening to SiriusXM 132 I'm your host Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Bradley Harris who is the co-founder of Worktaps which is a great new it's actually not even new. We started talking about this last year. Bradley, you sent me your deck. Mm-hmm. It was great. I was totally yep. totally on board um and we've stayed in touch since so He's here talking about work taps, but um, even more than that, why this this type of system and referrals are going to be so beneficial to not only the job seeker, but the employer. And um, you know, you just dumped a lot of stats on us, and I love stats, I'm just going to say. No, I love stats. I'm a big stats person. So I love that you do that because it's really about the odds. And, and what I say is, you know, sure, you can apply to a job online, but you're going to the odds are, um, there was a, a study that was done. That you you know there's about a two percent chance of getting an interview. Now that obviously um, is very low, and so it's like why would you why would you compete? And we know that there's jobs that are that are never posted. You know, at, as a matter of fact, up to seventy percent of jobs. So why would you you know compete with a hundred percent of the market for maybe thirty percent of the jobs as your only source? So Bradley, I wanna. Um, I want to ask you this because this is, this is also a really big challenge. Not everybody has built great networks. And a lot of people are just starting this or, you know, just based on their careers and things like that. How, how do you build a great network? Because I can see that in some ways, um, while networking is so effective, it certainly leaves people out who haven't built those networks.
2: Um, I'll counter that by saying, you know someone And that's where it starts. It starts by conversation. You don't know who you're necessarily having a conversation with. Um, You might be talking to your best friend. You might be talking to your cousin. Hey, you know, I really want to do this. If, If we as individuals think that we have everything nailed down and don't ask for help in any particular way, well, guess what? Nothing is going to move. But if you throw a question out there and you, and you ask for help, I, I don't care if you're the CEO. I don't care if you're the CEO of CVS. If you're not asking questions, something's not quite right. So going back to, hey, somebody doesn't have a network. They do. They just have to start the conversation. They have to ask for help. And if you ask for help, you'll realize that one person will lead to another, will lead to another. Uh, let's say you have an affinity to be an architect and you're thinking you know, about doing that as a major and you're like, well, I don't know any architects. Ask someone. They will, they will help you find them. Because most people, if, if, Don, Don, if you don't ask me a question, I don't know what you're thinking or what you're trying to do. once I do hear that question my brain starts thinking about how I can help you and the referrals work the same way Um, yes there's a kicker there's a bonus to to get people sort of incentivized but really and truly what we hear from from uh, the job seekers that get the jobs and and the employees that assisted a friend in finding a job that's the value so I would say to listeners that that's, that that the example of I want to become an architect, but I don't know anybody, so I don't do anything. Don't don't change change your thought process and open wide and ask.
0: It's really true. If you don't ask, you don't get, and that is that is kind of a, a standard on on this show because it's it's it then it, it doesn't just relate to negotiations; it relates to every everything. And I ask people who who call me or who ask me the question, "Hey, I really want to reach out to this person, but." And I'm like, "Stop right there. What happens if you don't reach out?" Nothing happens. So, so your odds are infinitely better if you reach out. You know, yes, not everything works out, but a lot of things actually do, and people are 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 very very happy to help. One thing one caveat I'm going to put out there for our listeners, you need to be easy to help. That's what I love about worktabs is that it's it's created a very um, simple process. There's a job available. I, you know, text it out to some of my my friends who might be interested. If they're interested, they get back to me. And it's, mm-hmm. it's all very contained. But if you're not using, a, you know, a system like that, that is very well set up, you know, you could still do this in real life. You just have to be easy to help. So don't go to somebody and say, you know, I I want to work at these 400 companies. Who do you know? Because that puts a lot of work on me. And while I want to help you, that's not <laughs> something I necessarily have time for. But if you come to me and you say, hey, Dawn, I looked at your LinkedIn and I see you're connected to, you know, to a couple of people at this company. And that's something I'm really interested in. Well, bam, you made it really easy for me to say, great, I'll give you a warm introduction or fine, use my name um, to, to reach out because you've done the hard work for me. So, so that's what i want to to really solidify is be easy to help be organized do your research yeah. and when you ask your network for help be clear about what you want because if you go to somebody and you're like i'll work anywhere i'll do anything that's really hard to to, to for somebody to do anything with so so um, uh, totally agree yeah totally
2: agree um i have a i have a quick story about that great um, uh in in my early 30s the i i entered the senior living uh, world uh, as, a, as an industry and as, a, as it's been my domain, um, I didn't know anything about it. And the first thing, the first uh, step and introduction was through my wife's grandma who said, hey, I'm paying for a place. I've been paying for it for three months. Would you go check it out? And we said, sure. And we went to go look at this place and it was like, oh, wow. This is like a club for seniors. Well, this is amazing. And they were all happy, not all, but most. Um, and I thought to myself, my God, I've got to do something in this industry. So I pointed out a passion, a desire. I knew nobody in the industry, not a soul. I actually asked my father-in-law that, was, that, that owned a, an executive furniture uh, organization, hey, I want to get into senior living. Can you help? He was part of the network. He reached out to his network and all of a sudden I was introduced to three people that were high up in senior living. Because I had a purpose, I had a desire, and I had I had a goal. So I I I I would say, you know, listen to Dawn when it comes to job searching. Have have a passion somewhere. There is a passion. Don't just get a job to get a job. Find find your find your value. Find what what, what, makes your, what makes you tick? And if you don't, settle down for a moment, get off all your devices, get off social media, take a walk. And that's when your, your mind will open up to something that you will have an affinity towards.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I love that story. And I'll tell you why, Bradley, because I talk about this in my TEDx talk. The fact that you that, um, start with the people you know. And a lot of people disqualify the people they know because they think either they know all the same people, so they're not going to be helpful. Or in the case of your father-in-law, he, he was in a completely different different business and nothing to do with with senior living. And so a lot of people would say, "Why would I ask him? He's he's, you know, in the furniture business. What does that have to do with anything?" But that's the point is we all have these very broad networks that Others don't know about, especially because of things like social media and you know our our historical relationships from from you know university or different different roles we've worked in. We're meeting people in our communities and and all of this that, yeah, you can't possibly know who somebody has relationships with. And so don't discount people just because they're not in the direct field because you just don't know, right?
2: Um, 100% you think about AI and, and all of these uh, job boards that have AI and AI this, we forget that AI is actually in our brain. We, we, we are AI. We're we the human kind. And we talk about the hard skills, and, and there's a quote of soft skills. It's not really soft skills. It's, it's human skills. And, and those, are the, those are the elements that actually win us the job. Because skills, your hard skills, we see what you have, and they're teachable. Um, and organizations can educate and, and, and uh, give, give a deeper breadth to your already existing skill set and help build that. But your human skill set, that doesn't change. It's who we are. It's our DNA. Um, tap into that. And that's why it's so important as a job seeker not to go the easy route of just popping your resume on Indeed and hoping somebody's going to hit your number. They don't know you. Find somebody in that organization. doesn't matter how you get there. Get there. Let them know who you are as a human. Um, and, I, and I'll give you another quick story, and I hope I'm not jumping off topic. But, you know, when, when ATS systems read your resume, they read literal resume. Not reading you. Only you can do that. Only you can share your experiences because you may have lasted eight months at an organisation and gone to another. The assumption, both from an ATS, is you're not a fit. And the assumption might be from the hiring manager you're not a fit. Little did the does the hiring manager know that hey, your CEO left that organisation and you were a critical component in that organisation, and they must. They wanted and desired to bring you into their new organization, which you did. So that is the, the human side of you explaining your path versus the interpretation of when somebody looks at your resume and interprets, oh, you must have been re-gifted. In other, in other terms, terminated. The assumptions are too great, so be an advocate. For yourself when you are looking for a position or if you're thinking about hey I'm in a career I'm good I'm in the hotel industry not doing so well right now unfortunately but that's going to come back it will come back but I realized during this this time I want to shift my 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 career to something else so if you're thinking about it then put the steps that are needed in order to create a successful switch.
0: I love that story. Bradley Harris, co-founder of WorkTabs and two-time successful entrepreneur, giving us fantastic advice, which is basically invest in yourself. People don't know. Paper doesn't tell the whole story. It can't. And I'll just tell you, assumptions run rampant because the hiring process is about elimination, not selection. It doesn't get to the selection point until you get down to that very, 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 very final stage. First thing people are looking for are red flags. You weren't at this company long enough. You don't have the right the right degree. You don't have this, you have this, but not this. Hey, and these are all assumptions because they don't know. They're just looking at a piece of paper, connecting the dots, and those dots may lead to an incorrect story. I love that. So so Bradley Harris, the man who can both tell stories and give good stats. Those are two very different things, and I have to say, you're very skilled at doing both. And that is very unusual. There's your superpower, Bradley. Hey, what's going on for WorkTaps? Where where is it going from here? And how can people learn more about it?
2: Um, Where we're going from here, we we continue to climb into organizations that are looking to shift the way that they recruit and find talent and build their talent pools. Um, You can find us um, online at WorkTaps.com. Um, you can find us in marketplaces that we integrate with other uh, applicant tracking systems. iSIMS, we're in the marketplace, so employers out there, uh, if you're utilizing iSIMS as your place uh, that you build your ATS, um, we, we can chat about how uh, WorkTaps can uh, essentially streamline your employee referral program and measure it and not measure it from the point of, well, I paid out you know, $16,000 last month, so I guess it's doing well. We help you measure um, engagement, where, where people are sending uh, their shares to and where people are coming in from. So we, we give, we give a, a ton of data um, so that uh, employers and, and employees also get to see where their best efforts are.
0: Fantastic. Hey, if you're listening, I encourage you to check out this tool. And I certainly encourage you to use the power of referrals in your job search and your career. These are referrals and um, relationships are something to be built all the time, not just when you're looking for a job. So so great advice. Uh, Bradley, it's been so wonderful having you on the show. Thank you for agreeing to come on. And we look forward to more great things from Worktaps.
2: Dawn, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure and an absolute fun. Thank you.
0: Awesome. So we are going to go to our pre-break quiz because it is something that Dion has already told us he knows the answer to. So fantastic. Quiz.
1: There's a quiz?
0: Yeah, since Dion has watched every single of the 180 Seinfeld shows, he knows the answer to this one. Um, According to a conversation between Jerry and Elaine, what's the magic number of dates where a face-to-face breakup is required? Oof. Oof. Yeah. So if you go on a number of dates, this number of dates, then you have to break up in person.
1: I think I have a number, but I don't know if that's the... The number for that answer, though, for right. the, the, the number for that question.
0: Well, hey, hey, if you want to play along, 844 942 7866. We are open calls because if it's Thursday noon Eastern, we are live in studio, taking all of your career and job search questions at 844 942 7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. You can find out more about the show and me on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham, and we will be right back after the break. You're listening to Dr. Don on Careers
2: on Business Radio.
0: Welcome back to Dr. Don on Careers Series XM Channel 132 Business Radio. I'm Dr. Don Graham and I'm the Career Director for the Executive MBAs at the Wharton School. Also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers nc success, And we are here with Dana and Dion in studio live. So if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, we are so excited to be live with you at 844-942-7866. You can go ahead and give us a call. What's going on in the news? Well, automation is changing employment in ways that will weigh on workers, according to McKinsey. They've predicted that 45 million U.S. workers would be displaced by automation by the end of the decade, up from 37 million that was projected before the pandemic. This increase is a result of permanent changes in the economy because of the pandemic and an acceleration in investment of automation and AI. But interestingly, McKinsey notes that while the total number of jobs um, will actually increase despite all of this, they predict that these jobs will be in high-wage occupations, which is not good news for low-skilled jobs. So, hey, are you concerned about this? Are you seeing automation take over your jobs? Is your company helping you to reskill? We want to know. 844-942-7866. But before we introduce our next fantastic guest, we have to answer our Seinfeld trivia, since Dion is very confident in his answer. Wait,
1: wait, wait I didn't tell it's confident in this one. Oh. Yeah, this one, I, I, uh, oh. I'm i not sure about this one.
0: All right, so you watched the, all the episodes. You just didn't memorize all the episodes.
1: I mean, I didn't memorize every conversation.
0: Fair, fair, fair. Say hey, if you missed it, here is the weekly Seinfeld trivia. According to a conversation between Jerry and Elaine, what's the magic number of dates where a face-to-face breakup is required? <sighs>
1: I'm the initially like my I'm gonna go with my first thought my first thought was three no yeah that didn't sound right when I thought it
0: what is it then what, what what's your second thought my Be-
1: second thought was five
0: nope no nope. what is that what is what is what is I'm curious what Dion's number is I don't know <laughs> <laughs> well here's what I will say related to this that you know I I feel like I feel like uh you know, job job seekers deserve a um, a face to face phone call if they've had at least one. Did you say? In did person. you say a
1: face to face phone call?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've got a FaceTime.
0: Okay. Well. Yeah, there is such a thing. It's called video call. Okay, yeah, but I, that's not what you meant. No, that's not what I meant. All right, thanks, Dion. Thanks for calling me out on that. They deserve a conversation. Let me just put it that way. If they have a conversation with the employer, I think after after one to say they're they're not moving forward, I, I do think that's that's certainly a thing. But that's that's the other here and there because we're talking about Seinfeld. So Dana, come on, bring it bring it home. I'm gonna guess. I mean, I'm shocked with three. I'm, I was going to say ten. You're shocked with three, meaning three. what? I just I feel like that's not worthy of Facebook. <laughs> oh man, Dana is savage. I, I feel like an awful person. I'm Dana like, is savage. savage.
1: I mean, to be fair, I thought three was really low too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, Dana's like, yeah, three dates. I've had some good meals. Saw some good movies. Okay.
1: I'll send you a text. Yeah,
0: a little emoji text. Emoji, well, emoji at text. Le- at least you put the emoji <laughs> in. You'll be like, "This is That's not worse. working out."
1: Smile. The emoji, emoji is worse. <laughs> He's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> the emoji text is worse because you're not even getting words. Exactly. <laughs> just send them scissors.
0: Yeah, yeah, or a ghost. She just sends him the ghost emoji. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dana. Well, so three. No, yeah. she, she
1: she said ten. Yeah,
0: no, it's it's not. It's not. T- I'm just more interested in like Dana's like yeah three. <laughs> three. I feel like an awful person. Well, I I yeah I don't know what's going on out there in the dating world, but I'm I'm sure that you are not an awful person. And there's there's, but the answer is seven that was close um yeah other seinfeld dating rules lunch is fine at the beginning then you move on to dinner you don't move back to lunch because it's like being demoted um is that a rule is that a rule that
1: makes sense
0: yeah it makes sense that makes sense um all right well that we spent entirely way too long on on that conversation (laughs) for a non-dating show but uh, it's interesting to know what's going on out there. Hey, if you're listening, what, what is your rule of thumb? <laughs> how, many, how many days? What's going on in the in the real world? We don't know. 844-942-7866. But let's get back to career and job search, my favorite, favorite topic. We are super excited to welcome back a guest who's been on the show many, many times. Tom Gimbel is the founder and CEO of LaSalle Network, a national staffing, recruiting, and culture firm based in Chicago. LaSalle Network is a 12-time Inc. 5000, fastest growing company and perennial best places to work company on many, many lists, including fortunes, cranes, Chicago Tribune and many more. And Tom, we're so excited to have you back on the show. Good to be with
3: you. Just don't call me the master of my domain on the show. Oh, oh,
1: Tom. Well played, Tom.
3: Tom, you know this is a PG-13
0: show. Uh, (laughs) Ah.
3: I was getting a little nervous there. I was getting a little nervous. I was gonna go for it before you guys hit me.
0: <laughs> I knew Tom would be a Seinfeld fan. I we've never talked about it, Tom, but I knew I knew you would be. Uh, oh, we digress, we digress. <laughs> but we but we are talking about performance today, so so
1: <laughs> Well done, Don. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God, we're going to get an explicit rating on iTunes. <laughs> good, thing it's,
3: good thing it's satellite, not terrestrial.
0: We're okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Back to the topic Tom, it's great to have you on, and um, you made me lose my train of thought, and- Let's get back to it. So performance reviews, performance reviews at work. You have, uh, you, well, you've been all over the news. It's, it's, you know, you turn on the news, Tom's there. So um, <laughs> tell us, <laughs> tell us what's going on in the world of performance reviews. I mean, I think this is a really important topic because we've all, not all, but many have been working virtually and we're not in, in these, you know, conversation, we're not seeing each other and, and, you know, performance reviews are one of those things that let's face it we not great before the pandemic so i have to imagine it's just gotten dreadful
3: yeah you're you're exactly right and and people don't like conflict and they sure as heck don't like it when they can't see the people and they don't know what their reaction really is or even if they can see them on video where it's not face to face you know what i mean in, in person and and the real challenge now is this talk of zoom fatigue And burnout, and people are working so hard. And the last thing that people who are conflict adverse want to do is have a review and tell somebody, you know what, you're really not doing that great in A, B, and C areas. And that's a mistake. You got to give people feedback. It's what they want, it's what
0: they need. It is what they need. And I agree with you. Lack of uh, people just hate conflict. And it doesn't have to be. You know, I I think people work it up in their mind, Tom, that this is going to be an awful conversation. and Does it have to be? Isn't isn't like their way to just have an adult conversation about, hey, here are some things that you can work on?
3: Absolutely, number one. Number two, and I've been saying this since forever, and that is the annual review shouldn't come as a shock to anybody. It should be something that you're talking about somebody, about their problems, their areas of improvement what have you, since they started working for you. And you've got to share with them where they need to improve. And you've got to realize, managers do, that there's audio learners and there's visual learners. And you can say something, but when you put it in writing, it has more impact unless you're an audio learner because they're going to put that email in a folder, so you need to make sure that you verbally tell them. And repetition, there was a great uh, podcast by, I think it's Jeff Wiener, the former CEO of LinkedIn. And he said, "You've got to—it's repetition. You've got to say the same thing of what your message is over and over and over again until people are sick of it, and then they know that's their mantra. And it's the same thing in employment, in uh, performance reviews. What is the person good at? What are they not good at? Why aren't they good at it? How can they improve at it? And if you keep it in those four buckets." You're really helping somebody, and if you believe that a performance review is helping somebody, you should look forward to it.
0: Oh, yeah, that is something that no one looks forward to. I have to say, um, I, I, <laughs> I I would be interested if somebody's out there who looks forward to it 844-942-7866. I actually like getting critical feedback. I like improving, and I feel like if I don't get critical feedback, I feel really kind of cheated. But um, I, I don't think. You know, even the annual performance review, Tom. I don't even think that that people are having these. I think it's just like, hey, here's here's some some checkboxes. Can you sign this and let's put it into HR? I mean, no. I don't. I just think they're not meaningful in most places. And I don't understand if if we know that your boss is one of the key factors to retention, and a lot of people leave because either they're not feeling like they're getting any development, or they have a. a, a not great relationship with their boss. There must be some HR data that shows, wow, this manager is really not being able to, to retain anybody on their team. I mean, why is HR not getting more involved in this?
3: Well, the question is, is HR truly a partner or is HR acting as a police? Mm. And there's so many different types of HR departments and and what the, the role is. and And what ends up happening, unfortunately, is HR can be a dumping ground for areas that other departments don't want to deal with. And they're so busy being reactive that they don't have the opportunity to be proactive. And when you're dealing with performance issues and how to get the most out of people, HR should be really a proactive situation. You know, we live in a world where performance improvement plans are viewed as negatives instead of positives. And I, I do think there's a psychological aspect. There's a spin aspect to it. And if a company's willing to, in, I mean, listen, if you're doing great, you don't need to be put on a performance improvement plan. However, if a company's identifying that you do need to be put on a performance improvement plan, that means they're willing to invest time in you. That's a positive. And when you have managers that have empathy and explain things, you can really accomplish great things. We use a phrase here called compassionate accountability and you can hold people accountable to achieving things and be compassionate at the same time it just takes some strategy
0: but okay Todd, so you're a CEO of a company and i know i know you you're beloved your place is is always in there in the top places to work and and everybody i talk to who i know works there is always having fun and so so you get the value of people a lot of companies say people are our greatest asset but then they don't they don't follow through and let's be honest when you get a pip um, most of the time, the company has waited so long to address any, any issues you might have that, that, they, that it's, it's not about performance improvement anymore. Now it is about, you have 30 days and we're going to let you go. We just need to have this for the lawyers.
3: Well, and I always say when I'm talking to companies about culture, there's not a culture problem. There's a CEO problem. And you're exactly right. People are our greatest asset, but I'm not going to spend any time on it. And CEOs will get in front of clients every single day but they won't spend time with human resources on people issues on how to deal with the challenges that exist. And we've gotten to a point in companies that because we're on this KPI and we're on so much data that turnover numbers need to be low or else I've got a bad company. The craziest theory in the world, Dawn, you wanna have a certain level of turnover in a company because it shows, number one, that mediocrity and poor performance isn't tolerated. Number two, it shows that management makes hiring mistakes. They hire the wrong people. When you retain people for the sake of having lower, lower turnover numbers, you're actually having too big of an ego to admit that you make mistakes. None of us are perfect
0: well I do think uh, the hiring process needs to be severely severely overhauled that is that is for sure and you're right retention is not the only factor that um, that you have to look at but you do have to look at if a manager kind of has this repeat turnover that nobody stays more than a year there might be a problem there and I also think we don't train our managers you know we, we promote somebody who does a good job as an individual contributor and they become a manager and you know, we don't like we don't tell them how to give feedback we don't teach them how to to even give positive feedback, to coach, to do any of these things. So I think that's that is definitely a hole as well. But I'm curious what your advice, because you're a CEO of a large company. If, if there's an employee out there who really is not getting feedback, um, or is just being asked to check the boxes and really wants it, and their manager either is not making time, or, or you know isn't skilled at it, how how can they go about asking their manager? to do this in a way that, um, you know, makes them both feel like this is a win-win.
3: So I've always believed and have consulted my clients on the aspect of the job of a manager is to get an employee promoted and if they don't want to grow in responsibility to make more money and and to get better at their job. The job of an employee is to make their manager happy, and I don't mean by getting them coffee, but by doing such a good job and knowing the expectations that they deliver on that. And any employee that isn't getting feedback they want from their manager has to start out by understanding what the expectations are. And that is purely asking via email and in person, Dear Dawn, Hi Dawn, I'm curious and I want to make sure I'm delivering for you. What are your expectations of me for this month, for this quarter, for this project? Period. And if a manager can't deliver that, then you've, you, you're probably working for the wrong person. Now, very rarely is a manager not going to tell you what they expect. They might not give you the best feedback. They might not be the most warm and fuzzy person, but they're going to tell you what their expectations are for you to do in your job. And, it, it, and the question really becomes most employees don't want to ask because they don't want to do extra work.
0: Uh, right <laughs> right. You know Just like Kind of hang out Under the radar um, I also think They don't want to know Because You know You don't want to Kind of uh, You know Poke the bear I get that But I, I I mean I like that strategy I think it's better To know where you stand Than to be blindsided And it happens To so many people Tom And it's really Really heartbreaking To hear that I had never heard This before And now I'm on A performance plan Because apparently I've been doing this Wrong for nine months It's It's really true One of the things I like to do Is tell people Create a visibility Strategy for yourself so create a dashboard or scorecard and if you're not getting this kind of uh, you know input from your manager create something for yourself share it with them get their feedback so you might have to be a little bit more proactive which I know isn't the way it should be (laughs) but yeah (laughs) Yeah, you
3: know what's detrimental to this whole thing right is working remotely
0: yes yes I mean this is
3: this is a situation where the, the manager doesn't see you, and I'm not saying staying late or coming in early is the be-all and end-all, and I'm not saying to do it for FaceTime, but if you're coming in early to cross-train, or if you're staying late to learn from somebody, your manager doesn't see it, and nobody sees it, and it's not talked about. And if there's a team meeting, and you're staying afterwards, and that's when you get one-on-one time with your manager, work from home is is, is really advantageous to people who are overachievers who figured out how to work their system, but it's not great for people who are who are falling a little bit below the mark. And for people who are new in a role or new in a company, it's really detrimental to them.
0: Yeah, we, we definitely have a lot to figure out in that space since this is going to be, at least in part, the new normal. Tom Gimbel, always great to have you on the show, CEO of LaSalle Network. So um, where can people find you? And, and even better, now that they know you're an awesome CEO, are you hiring?
3: <laughs> <laughs> we are hiring. We have a huge uh, client base. Just to show you the tale of two, two cities, so to speak. Uh, two worlds. Second quarter of last year, our business dropped by 50 percent. Fourth quarter of last year, the best quarter in the history of the company. This quarter, uh, first quarter will repeat that and be the best quarter in the history of the company. So we are hiring recruiters every day all over the country at Atlas at Sound Network on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Bam, And that's what happens when you have a CEO who cares about their people Tom, thank you as always for joining us on Sirius XM 132 Business Radio You've been listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham You can find me on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham or LinkedIn Big thank you to our fantastic guests Bradley Harris and Tom Gimble, And of course Dana and Dion for making the show sound great And all of our listeners, we are here for you live every Thursday on Channel 132 business radio we will see you next time